Welcome to This Week at TMS. We are your hosts, Sarah Grace Hayes and Maggie Pena. This week, we are sitting down with campus and community editor Madeline Faby and president of Sexual Assault Survivor Support, Josie Carter, to discuss the cancellation of the Dan Harmon lecture that was scheduled for April 12th. It's Friday, April 16th. Content warning. Before we get started, this episode describes events that may be sensitive for some listeners, including discussions of rape and sexual assault. First, you'll hear a brief summary of the recent events surrounding Dan Harmon's lecture from Madeline Faby. Hey, Madeline. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all right. So we can just dive right in. Can you give us just a brief rundown of what the Miami Lecture Series is and what the point of it is? So the Lecture Series Committee which is the group of people that determine what speakers to bring to campus, is actually a university senate committee that is composed of faculty, staff, and students. And the purpose of the lecture series is basically just to bring interesting and socially relevant speakers to campus. And they try to have people of a variety of professions and belief systems. So yeah, it's just kind of to bring like interesting perspectives to campus. Can you explain sort of, obviously Dan Harmon was coming to speak for the lecture series. Why were they bringing him here? So based on what I've heard from others, I obviously was not part of that discussion, but I heard that it was sort of, his lecture was supposed to be directed toward the comedy groups here on campus. He was going to talk about how to, I guess, navigate being a comedian in today's social climate in the context of Rick and Morty and Community, which are two of the shows that he worked on. I don't know exactly what he did. So he was discussed as a potential speaker because of his prominence in the comedic community. But again, that's all hearsay because I wasn't part of those those discussions. But I did hear that it was at least partially supposed to be directed toward the comedy groups on campus. What was the original conflict then that arose around this lecture? So one student member of the lecture series committee raised concerns over him because she had been Googling him just to see, you know, what type of person he was and she found that he had been accused of sexual misconduct in the past and he had also made a very graphic video that was depicting rape so she raised those concerns to the committee and based on her testimony they sort of brushed those concerns off and said well it was a long time ago you know it's he's a comedian he's going to say offensive things sometimes so based on her perspective they didn't take her concerns very seriously So that is when some of the the outrage started coming out when that information became known to other students. Obviously, a lot of conflict came from the decision to keep him coming and to have him do the lecture. So what was sort of the student reaction? So most students were very supportive of the, I guess the, the conflict surrounded him coming Most people supported SAS. SAS was the main group that was spreading information about him and objecting to him coming. And I saw a lot of people posting that information on their Instagram stories and kind of disseminating that. And the people I talked to said that overwhelmingly, most students supported their cause and supported him not coming to campus. But I also heard that there were a few that were saying, you know, 
y'all are being too sensitive or just, you know, it's not a big deal kind of thing. But based on what I've heard, it seemed like the majority were supportive of the people that were actively opposing him coming to campus. So in the end, what ended up happening? So the lecture series released a statement via Instagram. It might have been somewhere else too, but I saw it on Instagram saying that his lecture had been canceled because of a scheduling conflict. They didn't address the controversy at all. They basically just said it was a scheduling conflict and left it at that. So we can't really confirm or deny whether the controversy had anything to do with his cancellation. But in the end, he was canceled and he did not come to campus. That's all the questions we have for you. Thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, thanks for having us. Now you'll hear about the implications of bringing someone like Dan Harmon to Miami from the president of SAS, Josie Carter. Well, Josie, welcome on to the podcast. We're really excited to have you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm super excited to be on here. Thanks for asking me to be on. Yeah, of course. So we can just dive right in. Obviously, SAS was heavily involved in the protests against Dan Harmon coming to Miami. Can you explain to us why? So for those of you who don't know what SAS is, SAS stands for Sexual Assault Survivor Support, and it is a fairly new organization at Miami. I had originally created SAS February of 2020, and then we became an official org last semester, so fall 2020. And the reason why we got involved was because of Dan Harmon's sexual harassment history and, you know, the jokes that he has made publicly. And I'm sure everyone's seen the video of him um, depicting a rape onto a baby doll, which has been very, quote, controversial with some people. But we mainly got involved because Miami has a prevalent history of sexual assault, and because of his history, um, I think that it's only right that we advocate for what we believe in and show pushback to Miami bringing Dan onto our campus. So can you kind of go more into what the implications of bringing someone with a history like Harmon to a university as a guest speaker? So even though the speaker series canceled his lecture, we still went on with the protest because we're protesting the bigger issue here at Miami, which is not keeping perpetrators accountable and not necessarily uplifting and supporting survivors in general. So bringing someone who has this history is very problematic because it gives students the idea that it's okay and it's justified for this behavior if someone is successful or in his case, funny. And that's not, you know, the case at all. I think that Miami has a very toxic culture when it comes to rape and sexual assault because we have a very victim blaming narrative and we respond poorly to when survivors come forward and disclose to us, whether that be the police, a professor, friends, peers, you name it, we've mostly heard negative experiences rather than positive ones. So giving someone like Dan Harmon, who has a past of sexually harassing a coworker, a platform and paying him with student fee dollars is contradictory to the values here at Miami and what administrators claim to say in regards to supporting survivors. Obviously, like you mentioned, 
they did cancel his lecture and in their cancellation they said that it was because of scheduling conflicts. How do y'all feel as SAS about the cancellation and about the implications of it being a scheduling error? Um, I don't want to speak for my peers and the exec of SAS, but I think that it's bullshit. I don't know if I can cuss on this podcast, but that's, I mean, to be frank, I think that it's just an excuse to not be accountable for their actions. I think a lot of attention is now drawn to people who are in those executive positions on the lecture series. And so they were basically just trying to save themselves, but instead of, you know, admitting that they messed up and they caused harm to the student body, they're just excusing their behavior and saying that there was a scheduling conflict. I really don't believe it. And I think that that's the general consensus. I've seen on social media, a lot of people, specifically students, are upset and rightfully so. So, you know, this whole situation has caused a lot of problems here at the university. So what do you think Miami should do in the future to avoid conflict like this and be more respectful for its students? Me and another executive member from SAS and Zoe Douglas, who is the president of DAC, we actually had a conversation with Dean Moore and Gabby Drawley last week about future steps and really just had a conversation of what we're looking for in the future, what we expect from the situation, because I would hate for it to happen again. And Zoe actually has experience with the lecture series committee because she was on this committee. So bringing a problematic speaker, this isn't the first incident. And I don't really want to speak behalf on her because I don't know what she's experienced. So I won't get into that. But you know, it's really important to not make this mistake again, since there has been a history of bringing problematic people to Miami. But back to our discussion with with Dean Moore and Gabby Trolley, we really want them to reevaluate who's in these leadership positions. Not only that, but we want more student representation and more, you know, diversity, because not just a white male student can't he can't represent the entire student body. And that's what was happening when they were discussing who to bring to campus and he chose Dan Harmon. So I think that really looking for more diversity in these committees and allowing students to have their opinions be respected and their voices being heard and having faculty and staff in those leadership positions be respectful of our voices and kind of uplift to them because the students really have the power here at Miami. We're going to be the change. You know, we need to be listened to in order for Miami to be successful as a whole. So that's a really, that's a really big thing. And I think that transparency is important as well. Back again to the whole accountability issue. I think that university needs to be better with that. That's what I honestly expect is more is more student representation and students being respected and empowered and feeling comfortable enough to bring on concerns. Well, that's all the questions we have for you. Thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate your perspective and we definitely hope to see these changes as well. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, of course. 
This episode of This Week at TMS was produced and edited by Sarah Grace Hayes and Maggie Pena, with supervising production from our editor-in-chief, Tim Carlin. Our theme music is by Sam Tarabellini. That's all for This Week at TMS. Stay tuned for our next episode out on the Miami Student SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcasts next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Sarah Grace Hayes. And I'm Maggie Pena. Love and honor.